morning. Welcome to today's program, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. The Day of the Lord. I talked uh, last week's program. I presented the Day of the Lord. It's a day of gloominess, vapor, smoke, distress. The Day of the Lord. In Thessalonians chapter... um, uh, I'm sorry, Second Thessalonians chapter 2. I'll take my time. The day of the Lord is, is, a, is, a, is a day where the nations are going to suffer the hardships of Christ's return. But for we believers... I want to make this very clear. For the Christian people, for the churches of God, all seven churches, the day of the Lord will not affect us. It's the day where the punishments of God begin on the earth upon Israel and upon the nations. Apostate Israel and the God-hating nations. The church of the churches of God, the seven churches in the book of Revelation, will be resurrected. We will be in our resurrected state with Christ. We will have been to the judgment seat of Christ and uh, received our rewards. But we will view what is happening from our in our resurrected state from the heavens. I have talked many times on this program that God sees His earth presently from above, from His view. There are three corporate peoples. The, the nations, the Gentile, the nation of Israel, the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the seven churches, the churches of God, which include Jew and Gentile, Hebrew and Gentile. Before Christ before the night of His resurrection, the view of the Scripture is there were only two corporate peoples, Hebrew and Gentile. On the night of resurrection, when Christ breathed into those individuals in that room, His Holy Spirit, now a third corporate people began their existence. So, prior to that night of resurrection, you only had two corporate peoples, Hebrew and Gentile. Again, 
on the night of resurrection, a third corporate people had a beginning, a genesis, a start. Individuals from both of the two corporate peoples who now had the Holy Spirit residing inside of them. The night of resurrection was the first time that mankind was ever uh, had ever received the Holy Spirit within them. The best way I can describe it is Colossians 1.27, a mystery which Paul talked about, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So on that night of resurrection, a third corporate people began to exist. Fifty days later, many Christians believe that the church began 50 days later on the day of Pentecost. No, the church had begun 50 days earlier on the night of resurrection. On Pentecost, that is when the Holy Spirit was poured out upon mankind, but not mankind in general, only upon the believers in Messiah. Only those that had become believers. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is an experience that is for the born-again churches, the born-again people of God, Jewish and Gentile. On the, night of, on the day of Pentecost, this is when the Holy Spirit was poured out upon mankind. Empowered. It empowered men with spiritual abilities that they, churches would need in the future. I know that uh, I had been reading that many pastors in, this, in, in, in America, many pastors in the fundamental, what I call fundamental churches, they... These pastors, many believe that the gifts of the Spirit uh, ended with the early apostles. Uh, well, they're, 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 uh, they're incorrect. They, the gifts of the Holy Spirit were given, like Christ said in Romans, like Paul said in Romans, 11. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Israel was called for a purpose. Israel was called as a people, a unique people, a people who would testify to uh, testify and present their God to the world. They were called as a unique people. And there were times when uh, because of their unfaithfulness, God did have to punish them. But still, they were His people. There's a plan with His people. 
there is a remnant that God always protects. There's a remnant. They are the elect of God. The promises that were given to them through Abraham, King David, these promises still are upon them, even in an apostate state, because God is the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. He's not going to repent that He called Israel. He's not going to repent that He blessed them. He's not going to repent that through the lineage of Jacob and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, Messiah would come. He won't repent of that. He can't. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. And on the night of on the day of Pentecost, God empowered His children that are born again with spiritual giftings, and He's not going to repent of that. Will they use these giftings in uh, maybe unrighteous, or, or uh, how would I put it? Will they always use these giftings to... Glorify God um, in a proper way? Maybe not. It doesn't matter. They still have the giftings. God is not going to repent. John MacArthur is one of the pastors in the West Coast. He doesn't he believes that the giftings ended with the early apostles. No, all through the church period, the church age, we have needed miracles. And because the giftings weren't used, let's say so much in the last 2,000 years, within all of the mainstream churches, Catholicism, the Lutherans, the, most of the Protestant churches, Orthodox churches, because the main gift the uh, a valuable gift, the gift of discernment, because it wasn't used in uh, there. There was the wolves were able to creep in. They were able to infiltrate these assemblies, men in the pulpit, men in the positions of authority that weren't born again. They were wolves. They were they were really truly the children of the devil who came in to the church to contaminate, to, 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 to uh, deceive God's children. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. And in the time in which we live, we now more than ever need the operations of these gifts in the body of Christ. There needs to be the people that are born again, that have been faithful to the Lord to stay in their, the training mode, we're always in training. God is always, every day, teaching us something new. There's so many lessons that we have to really pay attention. Always teaching, always instructing, and with the giftings especially the gift of discernment, 
using these abilities to see in wherever it is you may travel to see what is happening in the spiritual world. And in America, in the spiritual world, I can tell you that the evangelical churches, and I, I talk mainly about evangelicals because I am an, in, I am an evangelical believer, uh, raised Catholic, <clears throat> but the Lord called me into to the uh, churches, what we call the born again movement, because this is where the Lord would use me. This is where I would function. This is what he had called me to do. So he called me out of Catholicism, though my background in Catholicism as a young boy was very, was very used by God in a very powerful way. The Ten Commandments, you know, the Catholics, they focus on sin, and uh, they're very sin conscious. This is why you have confessional every week. But God used the God used the Catholic Church to keep me. But it, one day, God called me out of that system of Catholicism to minister in the evangelical. Well, I call it into the the uh, evangelical churches, which are are different than Catholicism, Lutherans. Greek, Episcopalian. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. So God has three corporate peoples. In the day of the Lord, the Christian people, judgment begins at the house of God first. If you can... See what I'm trying to present to you. These three peoples, these three corporate groups, will all be judged. There has to be scrutiny by God on His own people, the, Jew, the, the born-again people, the elect of God, the Jewish people, and the nations, the Gentile people. There has to be scrutiny and judgment. And judgment begins at the house of God first. The churches, the judgments of the Lord, are not to destroy us completely, but to correct us. The hardships in the body of Christ that the Lord allows upon His churches are to make His churches holy so that they represent Christ in a correct manner, in a correct fashion, in a proper way. The judgment is coming to the of the three corporate peoples. The judgment is not going to come to Israel yet. It is going to come. It will be It'll, it'll be on a, like on a sliding scale. And with the, the nations, it'll be on a sliding scale too. 
and also with the churches of God. But judgment begins firstly at the house of God. We churches, we born-again people in all of these seven churches, Catholicism, all born-again churches, judgment must begin. And why? Paul makes it very clear in Second Thessalonians why. Because of apostasy. The Lord is not going to wink at the evil that is happening and the apostasy in his churches. And the main church, there are seven churches. I know that I rehearse much of this. I'm redundant. I have to be. Christ was redundant with the disciples. With the prophets, Isaiah, Ezekiel, I'm using these three, and Jeremiah. They were speaking basically the same thing. They were redundant. Israel, because of her apostasy, Judgment was coming. Punishment was coming. She was going to be removed from her land. There were going to be hardships. But eventually she would be restored back to her land. The churches of God. Seven churches in the book of Revelation chapter 1. And they are defined. Their personalities are explained in chapter 2 and chapter 3 of Revelation. But all these seven churches, we're in the final generation. We're in the last decade. I'm redundant on this because I look at the signs of the time and the signs are telling me that because the world is becoming so evil quickly, this is one of the signs of the end of the, of the world the time period before Christ returns, before the great notable day of the Lord. The seven churches, the youngest church, the Laodicean church, is the most dynamic. I don't know how to phrase what I see with the church of Laodicea. The church in Laodicea exists in an end-time empire, a nation that is very young. And when this young nation comes into existence, then the seventh church can come into existence. Not until, not until America became a nation could the seventh church, Laodicea, exist. The seventh church, Laodicea, is different from the other six brothers. The biggest brother is Catholicism. The oldest, the older brother, older than Catholicism, would be the Greek churches. Each has a personality, all seven. They have their own personality. 
Smyrna is a suffering church. It has basically been called as a group of believers to, it would be a church that would for, through the last 2,000 years, it exists, that it would be a church that would always face hardship, would always have conflict, attack, persecution. Not so much with the Catholic churches. Then, out of the Catholic churches, they would hold a, a view in, you might say, presenting Christ to, uh, in, their, in their way. And their view is this, that, that you have the Son of God and salvation comes through works. So you work for your salvation. That's the view of Catholicism. You work for your your salvation. Not your vacation, your salvation. Well then, Luther, when he came, he brought in, he enlightened the churches of God, the children of God, with the doctrine or the thought or the reality and the experience of justification by faith. We do not, we are not saved through our works. We are saved through faith in Jesus Christ. And this brought in, through Luther, this was able to bring in. uh, Luther, the churches he represents, would be the churches in Sardis. Catholicism would be Thyatira. Sardis would be the Lutheran churches. Then through the knowledge and understanding of justification by faith, then you could have the churches in Philadelphia in Europe begin to exist. They were they finally had the day where they they had their genesis, their beginning. And the the uh, Philadelphian churches began, in principle, they were churches that were very loyal to Christ and deeper in the faith and more knowledgeable of the Scripture even than Luther. <clears throat> they had deeper, a deeper um, understanding of the Scripture. The Scriptures were open to them in a much greater way. But out of Christianity in Europe, a new, a seventh child would be born. The the Laodicean churches. But the Laodicean churches could not have their existence and their beginning in Europe or Asia or in that area. They were unique. They would not be birthed in Europe, east in Central Europe, Eastern Europe, in Asia. Their existence, they would come into they would come into uh, life into the world in a distant land. 
across the ocean. That distant land, the United States of America. I have many friends who do not believe that all seven churches exist today, presently. That basically, most of them ceased to exist 2,000 years ago, 1918, 1700 years ago. Not according to the scripture. Why would John receive a revelation of seven churches and the book of Revelation is directed specifically to our time. We're going to take uh, the bottom of the hour break. Podcasts are on 1360khnc.com. This is the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program, Sundays, 9 to noon. We'll be right back. Okay, I think that um, I, you know, I've asked the Lord what direction would be best for this audience today. Last week, I talked to uh, in depth about a couple of very important matters. The day of the Lord, and the day of the Lord, and the signs of the time before the day of the Lord. Before the day where the sun doesn't shed her light, the moon is red, the earthquakes are numerous, the signs in the heaven, distresses in the earth, uh, the nations, like the oceans, they roar in rebellion to God, to rebellion to all that is good, and the powers that are going to rule the world will be at their maturity. The main the main power, the main individual that we look for would be in Revelation chapter 13, uh, the beast, the Antichrist. And also, uh, you, I would encourage you, if you can do it, I would recommend you go back to last week's program. That would have been the uh, June 4th program, I think, here in 2023. And I explained how God is against those who hate Him to the third and fourth generation. But then there's another verse that says that God hates, God is against those that hate Him to all generations. And what God was saying to the prophets is that there are people that will hate God through every generation. They will give birth to children and those children will hate God. Their children's children, etc. On and on and on. And this is a mystery 
and I went into it much deeper than I'm going to go into it today, that Satan must have a kingdom. He must build a kingdom. Satan has a right to build a kingdom and to build his kingdom like we are members of the body of Christ. We have a kingdom. Christ is building his kingdom through people, through these born-again individuals. Satan also has a right to use men, women, to use mankind to build his kingdom. This is why it was made clear. I am against those who hate me to all generations. And here in the last 30, 40, 50 years, we've come up with a new term in the body of Christ, generational Satanism. From generation to generation to generation. They have a right, Satan has a right, to to a portion of mankind because these individuals will build the kingdom of darkness. They are the people that we are at war with. Satan has a kingdom. Christ has his kingdom. Both kingdoms are in the process of maturing and both will mature at the same time. And as a mature conflict will begin between these two kingdoms. And in the kingdom of darkness, I've used this example many times. I, I'm going to float. You're going to have to follow me. Because as I, as I have a thought, I need to present it before I forget it. Starting in the 70s, 60s, very clearly, the Jesus movement the Jesus People Movement in America, where God saved uh, His Spirit. He, he, the Spirit was on the baby boom generation. And many young people, young hippies, were born again. At the same time, many of these baby boom generation children, Satan had a right to some of them. Many went into the occult. So you have many of the baby boom generation going into the occult. Others coming into the kingdom of heaven. And then in between, you had the balance of the individuals that didn't gravitate toward Satanism or gravitate toward Christianity. That's the target of Satan. This is the tug of war taking place. We in the kingdom of heaven are trying to bring usher, bring people, sucker them with the help of the Holy Spirit into Christ. Whereas Satan is using these other children, his children, the children of the devil, to deceive those in the middle into eternal fire. Satan has a right to people ordained by God. You may not like it. You may not understand it. But Satan has been given the right to build his kingdom. He could not 
persuade Christ to fall down and worship him. And he offered Christ the kingdoms of the world if Christ would fall down and worship him. If Messiah would worship him. Messiah rejected and rebuked Satan. Who could rebuke Satan other than Christ himself? But Christ did not deny that the kingdoms of the world were in Satan's hand. He didn't deny it. This is a curveball to many Christians because we want to believe that Christ at this point is ruling and control uh, controls has perfect control over the world. No. Revelation 11 says there is a time coming where these kingdoms will belong to Christ. He will take lordship, but not yet. They still, Satan must build his empires. He's been given a right by God, ordained by God, allowed by God to deceive certain people so that they can serve the devil. They are the devil's devil's servants. We are servants of Jesus Christ. And in the middle, between these two kingdoms, you have the mass of humanity. Satan's children are trying to drag as many into eternal fire. We are trying to, even if we have to, save them to eternity. That is our objective. That is what we've been called to do. But it's very clear. There are these two, this kingdom in conflict. Two kingdoms. Then you have, in between, you have mankind. And mankind, without Christ, will gravitate just in his nature, because of the fallen nature of man, more toward Satan's kingdom than toward the kingdom of heaven. This is why there is a matter of speaking and presenting to whosoever we can in, our, in the world in which we travel, present to individuals, there are two kingdoms. They, can, they have an opportunity to become a kingdom, of the, a member of the eternal kingdom of Jesus Christ and be with Christ for eternity. Have their sins forgiven and there's work to do, and they are asked to come into the fields to labor. Christ presented this very clearly in the parables. A man went out to hire people early in the day, and they said, well, the Lord would say, why, uh, you know, if you want to labor in this field, here's what I'll pay you. At the end of the day, in the last hour, uh, there are still men sitting idle, at the end of the day, we're at the end of the day. And he asks them, why, are you, why aren't you busy? And they say, because no man hired us. Christ is hiring the people that will to come in and labor for one hour in the field, just a short, brief period of time. And they'll receive the wages that those that went into the field in the morning at 6 o'clock a.m., and those that went into the field early say, hey, we've worked the whole day for this much money, and now these guys are going to work for one hour for the same amount. And Christ will say to them, well, 
you agreed to start working for me early in the morning and uh, we agreed to a set amount so be content with that we're at the end of the day we're at the end of the age we're in the last decade so I'm just saying that the last of these seven churches Laodicea we Christians in America in the evangelical churches and once we came to the United States and once the seventh church was born were born in a magnificent land with magnificent laws freedom of religion freedom of speech freedom to own property freedom to travel the other churches in in, in Asia or uh, in the in Europe they they all had these restrictions they had old theology had old systems of worship systems of belief we when we jump the ocean all of a sudden we have a freedom from these set doctrines and we have with us though we did bring the teachings of the great bible scholars of the in the in the churches of philadelphia the new revelation the new understanding of the scripture especially justification by faith and we come into america and we begin what you would call fundamental churches that uh, we basically had a new system a new way of seeing god that was much freer it was a a way in which we had freedoms we had and god blessed us in the sense that we began to see further have a further understanding of the plan and purpose of god through evangelism the power of evangelism we were free to have bible studies and because there was in a sense you could say to some degree a freedom for people just individually to begin to read the word and they could begin to because they could they didn't have to go through the schools to become pastors and there was a whole new system and education we put in all of the initial schools of education which eventually satan uh, his children didn't have the ability to put in harvard and princeton and yale and all these no 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 these were the christian people we truly were a people that was brilliant because of the holy spirit minds that were renewed we began to build this country it was through christian intellect and you might say we were outdoing the children of the devil but what did the children of the devil do they came and took what we built they took over what god given us the ability to do through the power of his holy spirit through the wisdom that god would give his children then the children of the devil would take what we create and they use it for their purposes these 
universities today. They're, they're centers that have their roots in hell. Their roots in the teachings and the, the men that are instructors have their roots in the other kingdom, in the kingdom of darkness. But listen, I'm telling you, this is something you're going to have to remember the rest of your life. God has given Satan the right to build his kingdom. To build Satan's kingdom, Satan had to take over these universities. I know this is a mystery. I know maybe some don't understand it. You may disagree. It's all right. I'm giving you what I see and what I understand through the Scripture. I back it up with Scripture. I back it up with stories and, and the principles in the Word of God. They have been given right to build their education systems. We didn't have the discernment to know who was infiltrating Christian colleges. And they were infiltrated. And the children of the devil usurped these marvelous institutions to build his kingdom. And we're watching kingdom building right now. Then within the body of Christ, I know you're going to have to flow with me. This is not going to be a straight river like the Mississippi coming from the north straight to the south, to the Gulf. No. My programs are never like that. My pro programs are more like the Missouri River. Traveling back, forth, left, right, even looping around, going backwards, and then having to loop back forward. Because I don't know where the Holy Spirit is going to... You, this audience, God has much to say to His people. I'm not like the Bible teachers who just take a group of verses and go through systematically. I do do that. But I present an overview conceptually so that God's people can see the world in which we live in. There are two kingdoms being built, maturing side by side. And this other kingdom has been given rights. We have rights, but I'm afraid that many times we... Uh, we don't know what our rights are. And what do we do? We forfeit these battles because we don't understand. Now, is the kingdom of darkness, these kingdoms of Satan, or do they have more power than the kingdom of Christ? The kingdoms of, uh, or, or the, the kingdom of heaven? In many ways, yes. Why? Because in the kingdom of heaven, God's children are scattered. They do what is best in their own eyes. They have no vision. The children of the devil, they have vision. They have an objective. They have a purpose. They have a plan. They are building something. They know what they're building. Their intention is to take over the world for the devil. To, to, to take mankind to eternal fire. They're faithful to Satan. 
And if they're not faithful to Satan, well, Satan has a right in his kingdom to punish them and to end their lives. And Satan has a right in his kingdom to protect them. So they can continue. Those that are very gifted and in positions of power, Satan will protect them. Protect them from the laws of God and protect them from the laws of man. And we in the kingdom of heaven, when we, the children of light, should see clearly what God is doing, we don't. And this is why Christ stated, the children of the world, of the cosmos, are wiser than the children of light. Because once you're saved, you think, good, I've got my ticket. I've got my ticket. My work is done. All I have to do is enjoy my life, enjoy the pleasures of life, do what I want. There will be no consequences. Well, because the pastors of the land haven't warned God's children of the consequences, you do whatever you want. You live the way you want to live. You live just like the children of the devil. That's why so many Christians have no power. They're born again one day. They're alcoholics or drug addicts. They're into uh, sexual perversion. They're born again. They have a little revival with Christ, but they continue in their alcoholism. They continue in drug addictions. Whatever their addictions, whatever their their uh, pleasures in the flesh may be, they continue. And they never change. But when you come into the kingdom of heaven, you're coming into a kingdom that is eternal. It is a kingdom with power. And the kingdom of darkness, with all the power that it has, it really has no power when the war begins with the power that is in the name of Jesus Christ. Even the Antichrist knows the power that is in the name of Jesus Christ. He knows it. He knows he's going to bow the knee much as he hates to admit it and refuses to do it. He's going to bow the knee and his tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is the inheritor of all things. He is Lord of mankind. He's Lord and God of time. We have a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Hebrews chapter 12. We are members of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. We can be shaken unless we, unless our foundation is, is the teachings of Christ. Yeah, we can have the Holy Spirit with us. It's not enough. We have to have the teachings and know the teachings of Christ and know what He has presented to His disciples all of the lessons. And then we build on a foundation. And that foundation won't be shaken. <clears throat> now the young seventh 
church, the dynamic church, the most important church, the church that in the early 60s, the evangelical churches, let me back up just a second. And when we came into existence, this young, dynamic, new, lively, dynamic, uh, group of believers in a country, I mean, talk about a vast wilderness, and we, because we had the hand of God with us, we began to do things at the other churches. They did marvel at what we did, just with the universities, how, how the wisdom that God had given us. And what did the other six, six churches do? The other brother churches, what did they do? Well, they jumped, they jumped the ocean. They wanted a piece of the action too. This is the dynamics in the Christian, the Christian world. When somebody has the Holy Spirit, everybody wants part of that Spirit. Everybody wants to, when somebody is called by God to do something, everybody wants to be part of it. When there's a new thing happening with the Holy Spirit, everybody comes. Here comes Catholicism. Here comes the Catholics. Here come the Lutherans. Here comes the church in Philadelphia. Here comes all the Orthodox churches. They, on the other side of the, of the ocean, they hear about, sure, the vast resources of, of, nat- of, of na- natural wealth, but they hear that, wow, you know, we want to continue to build our churches, our synagogues. We want to build our, our uh, the Catholic churches. They want to build, they want to be, the Catholic church is always to expand. The Catholics wanted to take over the world. But then you have the Lutherans. Uh-oh, competition begins. And all the other churches, they jump the ocean into the land of the evangelical Christian. The best way I can put it. The evangelical Christianity, fundamental, Bible-believing, not believing in the old systems, in the old traditions, in the old superstitions, but something new. Jesus Christ is really real. Jesus Christ has a plan for my life. Jesus Christ has given me abilities and wisdom to reach my fellow man, not to build cathedrals to take the wealth to preach the gospel, not to build these beautiful cathedrals, not to control people. But Jesus Christ has given us the freedom to serve Him, to find where we fit. Then the fundamental churches come into existence. Baptists, they call them Baptists, because they baptized well, the Catholics baptized, the Lutherans baptized. But the baptism in the evangelical churches is different than the baptism in the Catholic churches. Baptism in the Catholic churches, when you're born, when you're a baby, 
you're baptized into the Catholic Church. Well, we in the evangelical churches, baptism for a child is meaningless. Baptism is an experience that you have to have when you're old enough to understand that when you're baptized in water, your sins are going to be washed away. Sins are going to be powerless to have a hold over you. Now, when a baby is born, you can take him to the priest or to the father, to the pastor, and you can consecrate the child like Hannah did with Saul, with uh, Samuel. So, I'm going to end right here. I've got to start the next hour. Sorry. We'll be back. Reasons to own gold. Reason number 725. The government goes out of its way to make you believe Social Security has an account with your name on it with money just for you. But the Supreme Court ruled that payments due under Social Security are not property rights and are not protected. Social Security is merely a tax and the government is under no obligations to pay you anything. Call the Patriot Trading Group 800-951-0592 or visit allamericangold.com. J.D. here. Join me as I take my A-10 Warthog radio show into the swamp to do battle with the political and propagandist cockroaches and swamp creatures. Saturdays, noon to one. Hey folks, Larry Elder here. The rumors are true. KHNC listeners are loving Y-Refi. They're investing in a secure, collateralized portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or to the Fed. A portfolio where you know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. Your interest is compounded daily, you're paid monthly, and there are no fees. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose. And get this, there is no loss of principal if you ever need your money back. Eldorados, you got to get in touch with Y-Refi. I've met with them personally, and take it from me, the great Eldersky, they are trustworthy, honest, and you can earn a fixed rate of return up to 10.25%. Just go to investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then R-E-F-Y.com, or call 888-Y-REFI-24. Click on investyrefi.com or call 888-Y-REFI-24. You're listening you to The Roar of the did. Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Hey, 1360 fans, Tika here with Serenity Painting. Did you know that we also offer concrete, framing, drywall, and much more? For a free estimate, call us at 970-978-9565. Mention 1360 and receive 15% off any construction service and or free upgrade to lifetime warranty paint with a seven-year labor warranty included. Call us today at 970-978-9565. Hey, Sharp Community members, this is Tommy with Tommy's Barbers and Blades. We're reaching out to you guys to let you know that we're in need of a barber or stylist at our Mead location on Highway 66 and I-25. If you're a seasoned pro or know someone who's great, give us a ring at 720-745-0783 or stop in and talk to us. We're looking for you. Again, that's 720-745-0783. 
Hi, this is Ron Tafoya, owner and operator of New Method Cleaners, Northern Colorado's oldest dry cleaners. Men's clothing to women's fashions, we clean it all. Give us the call with all your cleaning questions. If we don't clean it, we might have a solution. We have two locations to serve you in Severance and Fort Collins. Please call us at 970-775-0623. 970-775-0623. Accidents can happen at any time in any place. Preparing ourselves is critical to being able to respond with confidence. Serious bleeding events are scary, but having bleed stop handy can give you the edge. Just pour it directly in the wound and apply direct pressure. Clotting happens in seconds. KHNC listeners get 20% off on the products listed. Visit the KHNC website and hit the bleed stop button. That's the KHNC website and hit the bleed stop button. Off-Road Automotive offers a wide range of used automobiles for all of your off-road and on-road needs. From classic Jeep CJ7s to high-end sporty Corvettes and everyday commuters, they have a vehicle for you. Bad credit or no credit, no problem. Their professional finance team has you covered. Give them a visit at 1392 Denver Avenue in Fort Lupton or give them a call at 303-502-3230. This Father's Day weekend, take Dad to Colorado National Speedway. Saturday night, June 17th, it's NASCAR racing, including the Rock and Roll Brewery Pure Stocks. Then it's Father's Day, Super Sunday, Monster Truck Show. And the Rock and Roll Brewery Beer Tent will be there both nights. Free Rock and Roll Brewery bumper sticker for Dad while supplies last. Saturday night, June 17th, it's NASCAR racing. Then Father's Day, Super Sunday, Monster Truck Show. Get advanced tickets at coloradospeedway.com. 1360 KHNC is proud to announce our partnership with My Kind CBD, a local Colorado-based company that uses no pesticides, no herbicides, completely organic, no heavy metals. All their products are CAO certified. That's right, independently lab certified. Our prices are the best in the country. Go out to 1360KHNC.com and hit the shopping cart button and make your purchase today. Blue Dragon Spa in Longmont, Colorado, 1811 Hover Street, 720-680-0492. A new spa started by Steve, the Red Pill Truth Guy, and his wife, Valentina. Drop by. We offer manicure and pedicure, facial, and more. We have new, state-of-the-art equipment, and we use the best materials available. Yeah, give us a call, 720-680-0492. We're at 1811 Hover Street in Longmont, Colorado. Everything very good. Just come in and try it. Don't miss the Tree Farms Father's Day sale. Going on now. Get down an 8 to 10 foot autumn blaze maple tree for only $199.99. Or get six three-year-old fast-growing privet hedges for only $266. Seven to eight foot spring snow fruitless white flower and crab apple trees, only $199.99. Five-year-old four to five foot Austrian pine trees are also $199.99. You Father's take Day, I-25 see. to exit 235, then five miles west to the Tree Farm. Hey 1360 fans, Tika here with Serenity Painting. Did you know that we also offer concrete, framing, drywall, and much more? For a free estimate, call us at 970-978-9565. Mention 1360 and receive 15% off any construction service and or free upgrade to lifetime warranty paint with a seven-year labor warranty included. 
Call us today at 970-978-9565. The views and opinions expressed on KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Excursion Broadcasting Network. Okay, welcome back. I apologize. In the last hour, I went over a few minutes, and um, <clears throat> I get into <clears throat> what I'm presenting, and I lose track of time. The podcast for today's program, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program, are on 1360khnc.com. And every Sunday from... 9 to noon, the, my contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. And again, it's a P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. I... Uh, Again, I'll give you one more time. Last week, I know that through the week, sometimes you, you're not able to sit for three hours. It's difficult, especially on a Sunday morning. You're going to another, you're involved with another fellowship, and uh, so you have to listen later in the week. Even three hours is difficult. This is why we have podcasts. Again, the podcasts are on 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree site. And you can listen when you can. And if there are things that uh, you can go back and and re-listen, things that I may present that you've never heard. At the end of the world, the Lord Jesus, at the end of the cosmos, When Satan's kingdom, in the first hour I'm talking about Satan's kingdom. Satan has a right to build his kingdom. He has a right to individuals because he has to have servants to build his kingdom. And at the end of the time that Satan has been given to build his kingdom, it's called the end of the cosmos, the end of the world. There will come a time when Satan's cosmos, he will no longer, it will end. And the Christ in the day of the Lord, this is why the day of the Lord is important, the thought of the Lord, the thought of the day of the Lord. When God comes to punish the children of the world that are in rebellion to God, the cosmos that Satan has been building for 6,000 years will cease to exist. It will be judged. And the evil in the, la- in, the, in, in the earth 
the evil doers and all the evil and all the wickedness. Job said that Christ, that Messiah, will grab the horizon on two edges and shake the evil out of the earth. So this means that the cosmos has come to an end. All that Satan is building has come to an end. All of his children will be judged by Jesus Christ at his return. Israel, who will have suffered greatly because they will be here still, we believers will have been raptured, or I won't say raptured, I'll say resurrected to the judgment seat of Christ. And then Israel and the nations will be judged. And the nations that fought desperately to destroy Israel, all the kingdoms, all the militaries of the world, will be destroyed. Satan's kingdom. This is why there's such a war taking place. If you look through your natural eyes at what's happening in this country and internationally, in Ukraine, what's happening with in Asia, with the new political debates that are beginning to take place for the coming election, if you look with your natural eyes, you won't see that the kingdom of darkness is involved and they are desperate to make sure that their kingdom is not interfered with what they're building. And we're watching a spiritual battle. I don't see it as a natural battle between politicians or nations against nations, armies against armies. I don't see that. I see it clearly from the view of what the Scripture says and what Christ said would happen at the end of the world. I see the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of heaven in all-out conflict in the spiritual world. It is a spiritual war taking place. And I touched on in the last hour, this is why we Christians have been given spiritual talents, abilities, giftings. And if you think we're going to be victorious against this invisible kingdom of darkness using votes only or revolt, you're, you're in the wrong uh, mindset. No. We've been given spiritual abilities that are power, powerful to bind spirits, to break the power of strongholds on people's minds. Christians that need to be, that are sick, that need to be healed to get back into the service of God need healing. Christians who may need eyesight need to be prayed for. Miracles. You're going to need miracles. You know, some Christian 
men of the land say that the gifts and the, and the giftings ended 2,000 years ago. They're mistaken. God will never pull the giftings from his people. But Satan will send people into the churches to deceive people into believing that, no, the gift and the miracles and the signs and wonders ended with the apostles. No. You read the book of Revelation. It says that there are apostles at the end of the world that are going to be murdered, martyred, killed in an, a nation called Babylon the Great. It's not a concept. It is a physical empire. It is a nation that from its existence, from, from the time that it comes into existence, begins evil upon the world. And it says that in her was found the blood of apostles and prophets, of saints, and all who were killed upon the earth. So that's one thing that this empire at the end of the world does. It's destructive. Remember, who builds these empires? The devil. They're his kingdoms. And if he wants to use a kingdom to kill people internationally, well, that's what it says in Revelation 18. In her was found the blood of apostles, prophets, saints, and all who were slain on the earth. So, no, there are going to be, there are apostles today. There are. And there are also false apostles. False apostles. False prophets. False teachers. In the churches of God. And they don't all have to be devil worshippers or the children of the devil that have, have snuck in. No, they can be Christians truly born again who are so deceived believing that God has ordained them, ordained them to positions of apostles and they believe it or that because a pastor that has some recognition calls them in and anoints them and prays over them to be apostles. No, it doesn't work like that. They have to be ordained by God. They have to be called, ordained, picked. They can't self, you can't have a, uh, a night where you're going to just bring people in and anoint them to be apostles. You don't understand, or pe they don't understand what apostle is. <laughs> they think the apostle is some great individual that, you know, has great authority and power, and which they do, the true ones. But what did Paul say? They're considered to be despicable in a sense. They're they're because they. Uh, how did he phrase it? How did Paul phrase it? They seem to be those that were basically valueless in a sense. They weren't. They weren't. Uh, they suffered. An apostle is nothing more than a servant. Christ being the head, the chief apostle, he was the servant of servants. He has his servants, but he was the servant of all his servants. He was the chief apostle. 
And look what happened to him. Look what happened to Paul. Look what happened to all the apostles. Do you think these men, they call themselves apostles today, do you think uh, they're going to desire to maybe have their lives end like the early apostles? I don't think so. I know so. Because they love themselves. You know, I, I hate to go back to an individual. The Holy Spirit is shaking what can be shaken in His churches. And those men that are declaring themselves to be ordained to positions of authority in the churches that are not ordained, God has tools that He's going to use to shake them and expose them and shame them. And I had done, I had back in about 2017, I have been giving, I have given a few prophecies. And the Holy Spirit had shown me that there are people that have self-ordained, self-promoted, self-positioned, and they're in these positions where they believe that they have been given the right to uh, these positions of power and authority. And the Lord told me, I'm, I didn't call them. I didn't ask them to be <coughs> excuse me, overseers in my kingdom. <coughs> they decided that <clears throat> they wanted to take these positions. I didn't ask them. But I'm going to warn them, tell them they need to step down. But they won't. And because they won't step down of their own free will, then I am going to expose them. I'm going to bring great shame to them. And I'm going to make it evident to everybody in their congregations who these people are. And I want to expose not only the pastors, but I want to expose the people in the assemblies that follow these people. Because they're just as deceived as a pastor. And don't just... I, I, I don't feel to just point the finger at the pastor... I know that Christ is pointing his finger at those who sit in the seats in the assembly because they don't have the discernment. They're there not to serve Christ, but they want to sit at the feet of some supposed great man. So, this is apostasy. This is apostasy. And the Lord wants a family that is alive to Him and loyal to Him, empowered by Him, useful to Him, to further His kingdom. And God's children are playing games. They're, they believe that they're doing something for God. 
and they're deceived. Now, I know many people, there was a guy by the name of, uh, well, two people, Joel Olstein. I've watched him for the years, and I've told my friends who were Joel Olstein people that this man was not ordained by God, and nobody would, you know, nobody could, the pastors of the land wouldn't say anything about him. Some did, but for the most part, there were many who just left it alone. So God sent a hurricane to Texas and destroyed him, shamed him, exposed him. And guess what? Old Joel doesn't have any more followers because he was found out. He was exposed for what he is. And now he sells cosmetics. And many other pastors. Look what happened with the bakers. God will send, when these influential people, if they're not called by God, their Lord will allow it for a while. But eventually, the day will come where God doesn't wink. He doesn't wink any longer. Then there was a, ne- a gentleman that I watched that I really wasn't too hot upon. Ravi Zacharias. And I watched this guy and everybody was, boy, he was the cat's meow for years and years and years. And I'm watching him. And I'm thinking, there's something not right about this guy. I'm just telling you. It's not that I know anything about anything. God has called me to do what I do. I won't apologize for that. God has given me an ability of discernment. I won't apologize for that. When God gives you an ability and a gifting, you have to use it. And I'm watching this Ravi Zacharias. And I see him on speaking to the Mormon people. I see him here and there. I'm thinking, I see him with some of the very powerful people in the West Coast. I'm thinking, this guy, there's something, something. This is something just not right. And then would he find out after he dies? Now his daughter has to come out and admit that yes, he was having sexual affairs and people had come forward. And guess what happened to Ravi? Not only did he die But generally, ministries of godly people, they will continue into the future. His ministry came to an abrupt halt. End. People don't fear God. They don't fear the Lord. And if you don't fear the Lord, you have no wisdom. But the minute you begin to fear the Lord, then wisdom wisdom will come. Now, we, the churches of God in America, the evangelical churches, the Catholics, the Lutherans, Episcopalians, the Anglicans, the Protestants, many of the Protestant assemblies, 
the Greek churches, they jump the ocean and they descend upon America because they want their piece of the pie. They want their, they want to, you know, I hate to say it, but this, these are the dysfunctional, uh, the, the dysfunctional family of God. But still, God uses it. This is a great, this is a big land. And with the Catholic churches, there are those within the Catholic churches, they will never know God any other way but through Catholicism. It's just a fact. They won't know God in the evangelical way. They won't know God through the Lutheran way or the Greek way, Greek Orthodox way. They won't know God any other way except through Catholicism. Millions jump the ocean that are Catholics. They don't know anything about this evangelical Christianity, these Baptist movements, any of this. They go back to the old tradition that they're, they're familiar with. This is the sovereign hand and the wisdom of God. So all the Catholics that would come to America, and they will never worship any other way except through Catholicism, God is merciful, and boom, we have Catholics, Catholic churches. Then you have the Lutherans. You have all those Europeans that are going to come that are basically never going to leave the Lutheran church. And God makes a way for them to come to this land. They won't leave, Catholic, they won't leave the Lutheran churches to be part of evangelical Christianity. It won't happen. They're always Lutherans, born Lutheran, died Lutheran. This is the goodness of God. The Greek churches, the same thing. From generation to generation to generation, my grandpa, my great-grandpa, great-great-great-great, to the 20th generation grandpa, they were all Greek Orthodox. And God sends the Greek Orthodoxes, the, 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 the Orthodox churches, but they are all on the land of Laodicea. Laodicea, we have a very unique calling. And I hesitate to tell you what that calling is. But I'm going to have to. Because you need to know what you have been called to. The, 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 the positive and the negative. The good and the bad. The blessing and the curse, so to speak. Evangelical Christians and the different segments. Pentecostal, fundamentalists, charismatics, messianic. Basically, those are basically the four legs of the evangelical churches in America. Simply, four legs. All important. All with a purpose, a design, but all in the land of America. Ordained, the seventh church was ordained to exist in the United States of America. It was not ordained to be born or have its genesis 
in Europe. We were ordained by the Holy Spirit from the foundation of the world to have our genesis, our birth, our existence, and our end in America. We will have our end here. And the Catholic churches and the Lutheran churches and the Anglican and the Episcopalians and the whatevers and the synagogues will have their end. All the churches in America and internationally are going to have their end. But all the seven churches that exist in America not accident. I'm at the bottom of the hour. For those that are leaving, the podcasts are on 1360khnc.com and the contact information is Olive Tree Ministry P.O. Box 872 Longmont, Colorado 80502 and then you can again listen to the podcast throughout the week you want to know your future you want to know what God has called you to you want to know why you were born again even you Catholics even you Lutherans you need to know why are you here at this time living in America we're going to be back in a few minutes we'll continue after the break Tejibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit TeheboTeaClub.com. Tehebo is spelled T like Tom, A-H-E-E-B like boy, O, then continue with the word T and then the word club. The complete website is TehiboTeaClub.com or call us at 818-610-8088, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-610-8088, TehiboTeaClub.com. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. When Jesus walked, oh, when he walked, when Jesus walked, he washed away. All right. Again, the uh, podcasts are on 1360khnc.com and the Olive Tree Ministry is a mailing address. Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. And then uh, the programs are are every Sunday, 9 to noon. And, And I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. 
I'll continue with what I'm saying about the United States of America and about Laodicea, the seventh church. The seventh church, who would be the great apostate church. Yes, the Catholics will be apostate, and the Lutherans and all the seven churches, yes, apostasy. But the evangelical churches in America, this is our homeland. This is what God called us, where God called us to be. The other churches have come, uh, but this is not their land. This is not the land of Catholicism, though the Catholics are here. Not the land of the Lutherans, the Orthodox churches, Anglican, Episcopalian, all of the others. This is not their land, though they are here. God brought them here to fill a niche. The Catholics, they always wanted to take over the world, and they're involved in politics in this nation presently. But this is not their land. This is the land of the Laodicean churches. This is the land of the evangelical Laodicean churches. This is our homeland. This land, as the seventh church, we are the youngest of the seven. We are the prince church of the seven. I'll phrase it to you that way. This evangelical church is the prince, the youngest, the favored of all the seven churches. Well, God doesn't play favorites. He doesn't. But God does have what is ordained for His children is up to Him. He will have mercy on whom He will have mercy, and whom He will, He will harden. The example I'll give is the children of Jacob. All the seven children of Jacob with all their personalities, each with a specific purpose and a plan. But who did Jacob make a coat of twelve colors for? Joseph. Why? Because there was something that Joseph was going to do for the saving of the other eleven brothers. From God's perspective, you have to view it that way. There is something unique for the evangelical churches in America. Yes, God loves the Catholics and the Lutherans and all the Greek churches and all the others. He does. But they have a different purpose. They've had their glory. They've had their time. But the evangelical churches in America have a... a how would I phrase it? A unique calling. Now, I'm going to just say something quickly. No, I'm not going to say it quickly. I'll take my time. In Revelation chapter 2 and 3, each of the seven churches are unique. Each has a... a, a, a Let me just do this. Okay, unto the unto the first church, Ephesus, 
there's a blessing for the church in Ephesus. And he says to the Ephesus, To he that overcomes will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. This was the what God gave to them. Then to the Smyrna, He that overcomes shall not be heard of the second death. Then to Pergamos, he says this. He says, um, getting to it. He that overcometh and keeps my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. I'm sorry, that's to Thyatira, the third church, uh, the fourth church of the Catholic Church. He'll give power to the nations. The ter- third church, Pergamos, he says that uh, to he that overcomes, I will give hidden manna. I will give him a white stone and a new stone, a name written which no man knows other than he that receives it. Then to Sardis, he says, He that overcometh will be clothed in white raiment and will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father, before his angels. To the church in Philadelphia, he says, because you have kept the word of my patience, I will keep thee from the hour of temptation. He that overcomes, I will make a pillar in the the temple of my God. He shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. Each church has its reward. But I'm going to tell you something here to the evangelical churches of America. To the, you might say, favored son of the seven. Now, remember, God is no respecter of persons. He loves all of his children. But each has a unique calling. And with that calling, there is something that uh, may happen that they may not be so happy with. There might be some difficulty. Well, I'm going to continue. I've been asking what, what, what. For today, for this program, what is important? I was considering last week and just thinking, well, I might rehearse some of last week, which I did. But this is the direction we're going. To the Laodicean church, I'm going to take my time with this. We are a dynamic church. We are a church full of life. We are a church with a unique ability to present something to the world that the other churches do not have. We are evangelists. 
We are those who proclaim. The others, they membership comes in, family after family, generation after generation, through family, like with Catholicism. My family, background, both sides of my family, Catholics. My grandparents, great-grandparents, great-great-great-grandparents were born into it. But then I was born again out of it. Because I was born again, the Lord called me out of Catholicism into evangelical Christianity. We are the church that proclaims. We are the church that presents in power the name of uh, the Son of our God. We are a church that has been filled, that has been given the giftings of the Holy Spirit. And we're the church that will use those abilities, those giftings. The fundamental part of the body, it's the Word, the Word, the Bible, the Word. And that is absolutely what it's got to be. That's got to be the foundation. But then you have the Pentecostal world, which is the matter of giftings. Fundamentalists, if you get sick, you're going to need somebody to pray for you that has a gift of healing. Pentecostals, you know the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the power of the giftings. But you're, you can be very weak in your knowledge of the Scripture. And it's just the way it is in this country with the Pentecostal churches. Heavy on giftings, light on doctrine. Whereas fundamentals may be heavy on doctrine, light on the giftings. They were both important to Christ. They should both be important to us. There's a charismatics. They have personality. And with the personality, they have, you know, the many fundamentals, they're not very dynamic in their personality. And Pentecostals, they can be uh, very, oh, I don't want to say forceful. They can be very direct. But then you have the charismatics. They have a little more... They're a little more sophisticated, maybe. A little more... And then maybe they have a little bit... Uh, just in the way they present themselves, maybe a little different. A little more charisma. And they're a little more knowledgeable as far as the doctrinal, foundational things. Whereas maybe the Pentecostals not as much. And then, so the Charismatics are kind of taking the best of the fundamental and Pentecostal and kind of blending them together. And then you have the Messianics and their love for Israel, the love for the Jewish people, and the love for the, the, uh, the deep things of the traditions in the Old Testament and through the feasts, very important. 
Now you have in the evangelical churches, you have these these four legs. And these legs of evangelical Christianity make us different. You don't have messianic anything in Catholicism, Lutheranism, Episcopalian, Greek Orthodoxes. You don't have that there. But you do have it within the evangelical churches of America. You don't have a lot of Pentecostal anything in the Catholics, <coughs> excuse me, Lutherans, Greeks. So this is why we're different. Okay. I guess because of we being the favored son and at the same time the youngest we're the youngest but look at what we as a young church have done internationally in influencing the nations of the world we're a young church barely 200 over 200 years old maybe maybe 300 I'd have to think about it, but look what we have done. Look what we have done, the evangelical churches. How we have influenced this government on behalf of Israel. Only the Laodicean churches could have done that. The Catholics wouldn't. The Lutherans wouldn't. The other six brothers would not do that. We, evangelicals, you see what I'm saying, the dynamics you see how the hand of God is upon us. You see how we are favored. We are favored of the seven churches. Oh, 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 but uh, uh, I know what the other Catholics, I know what the Catholics are saying, and I know what the Lutherans, I know everybody's, they're thinking, well, no, 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 you, no, it's not a, it's a spiritual thing. But I'm, let me explain to you the disposition of the Laodicean church. I don't want to say anything about the Catholics because they'll get offended. I don't want to th say anything about Sardis. They'll get offended. I don't want to say anything about the Greek churches. They'll get offended. Or the Philadelphian churches. They're going to get offended. Now, because I'm evangelical, I can go ahead and present to you what we, as an evangelical church, apostate, lukewarm, I can present to you what we are because I am an evangelical Christian and I have a right to speak to the evangelical church as someone who's been ordained to speak to the body of Christ in the evangelical churches in this country. We are a dynamic, fantastic, unbelievable body of believers in the world today you cannot deny it the Catholics can't deny it the Catholics may not like it the Orthodox churches uh, they're, they're, they kind of stay to themselves okay here's what the Lord says to you in the evangelical churches He that has an ear, 
Let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. He's speaking to all of them. Unto the angel of the evangelical churches in the United States of America, in that great land of the plumed serpent, America. Unto the angel of the church in the land of the coming Antichrist. The land of the son of perdition. Unto the Laodicean church, the evangelical churches in the United States. To the fundamental, Pentecostal, charismatic, messianic movement, movements in Laodicea, the seventh church, write. These things saith the Amen. You may not like what I just presented to you. You may not like it. But you better say amen to it. Whether you understand it, agree with it, disagree with it. These things saith the Amen. Uh, there came my Amen moment in the early 80s, 1980, where I realized that I was living in the land of the coming Antichrist. And I had to say amen. And don't think it wasn't difficult. It was difficult. Because it made me sick in the pit of my stomach. I, was, I, I, I know what Daniel felt in the book of Daniel when he was grieved many days. Because when I realized where I lived in this country... And what was coming in the future, I was, I was, uh, I really was sick for many days. I, I, day and night, I couldn't stop thinking, whoa, the implication, what was it being implied, the, the future. But I had my amen moment where I said, amen, Lord, amen. We don't get to choose the day of our birth. We don't get to choose the day of our death unless you want to commit suicide. Even if you're a believer and you commit suicide, you will be with Christ. You just stop working for your reward in the coming millennial kingdom. Unto the church of the Laodiceans. This is why we're dynamic. Because we are the only church internationally is going to have the power to go through these things. The Catholics, the Lutherans, the Presbyterians, most of the Protestants, Anglicans, they won't have the goodness, the, the great, great power of the Holy Spirit. Not, I, I shouldn't say, there will be those in the other assemblies too, the overcomers. I have to be careful. But we have been ordained to something that is vital for this country and for the nations of the world. These things saith the Amen. This is Revelation chapter 3, verse 14. The faithful and true witness. 
faithful and true witness. Are you going to be faithful? He was. This is why he's saying that he is faithful because he is faithful. He is going to assist us so that we can be faithful and the true witness. Whoopsie daisy, what does this mean? True witness. He is the true witness and he's implying and he's looking back and he's saying, he's presenting, look at my crucifixion. Look at when I was tested. I was witnessing to all that were present and I was a witness. I was a true witness to all the forces of darkness that were there on that day when I was crucified during my trial. I was true. I was the true witness. These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. This is Jesus Christ presenting himself, this angel presenting himself as the one who was there at the beginning of creation. He was there. He was eternal. He's part of the Godhead. The beginning of the creation of God. 15, verse 15. <clears throat> I know your works. And what is the very first thing he says? I know your works. What is it that Christ is watching in this body of believers in America right now? <clears throat> your works. He's watching. What is it that we are building? What are we building? What's our endeavor? What's our time being spent in doing? I know your works. You are not hot, cold, nor hot. You aren't cold. You aren't hot. You're in the middle. You're apostate. You're what I hate more than anything. I hate apostasy. You are exactly what I hate. You're not cold. You're not hot. You're a, you're a magnificent, uh, a dynamic, magnificent. One of my one of my magnificent children. A favored child. I put you in a land, the best, the greatest ever, in the history of mankind. And you're not cold. You're not hot. I wish that you were either cold or hot. Some, think, some say that you want to be a cold drink to be pleasing or a hot drink. Well, uh, I'm going to have to hold right here for a second. I wish that you were cold or hot, but you're right in the middle. You are apostate. You are apostate. You are basically, I don't want to say worthless, but you are not 
accomplishing what I need to have accomplished. So, I'm at the end of the second hour. I'm going to be back for hour three. This is Rick Rodriguez, the podcast, 1360khnc.com. And the mailing information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado. Be back. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that, too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont, or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. Higher rates, lower rates, negative rates, bail-ins, bail-outs, and so much more. You know why you need to own gold and silver. At the Patriot Trading Group, we're a different kind of company. We have no commission salespeople, no boiler room sales calls, no high-priced spokesmen. We believe in treating you with honesty and respect and delivering you the best products at the best price. Buying or selling, call us at 800-951-0592 or go to our website at allamericangold.com. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit TeheboTeaClub.com. Tehebo is spelled T like Tom, A-H-E-E-B like boy, O, then continue with the word T and then the word club. The complete website is TeheboTeaClub.com or call us at 818-610-8088, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-610-8088, TeheboTeaClub.com. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Hey friends, Freddie Freeman here. A wise man by the name of Ben Franklin once said, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. So go to 1360khnc.com and click the Patriot Supply button and make sure you're prepared. With plenty of survival products from emergency survival food, water filtration systems, survival coffee, and more, My Patriot Supply has got the perfect gifts for you. Just click that Patriot Supply button only on 1360khnc.com. Can you imagine what it would look like if we, the people, actually enforced the Constitution? After all, we are the only ones who are authorized to do so. After more than 75,000 hours spent in R&D and hundreds of chapters developed across this republic, we have the tangible path to reclaiming America again. All we need is you. 
Join us today at tacticalcivics.com and bring your county into this responsible way of life. Tommy here with Revo Knives. We're a Colorado company looking for local customers who own a business that want to make a gift for their customers or employees that they'll always use and remember. We customize our knives with your logo and information so they always look at who to get back to when they need your service. Head over to our website at RevoKnives.com or give us a call at 720-947-9599. And as always, live sharp. This is Steve at Ramsey Auto Group. Hey, this is Mike from Ramsey Auto Group. Just stopping in to say hi, let you know that we're still open, still in business, and still rocking and rolling. You know, if you're looking for a good car experience, come see us. We have old school values. We still operate by handshake. We're not pushy. We want you to be happy, and uh, we have a great selection of trucks. 6175 West 10th Street, Greeley. 970-443-5654. 970-443-5654. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. Of all tyrannies, a tyranny exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive. It would be better to live under robber barons than under omnipotent moral busybodies. The robber baron's cruelty may sometimes sleep. His cupidity may at some point be satiated. But those who torment us for our own good will torment us without end, for they do so with the approval of their own conscience. C.S. Lewis If you love wealth, better than liberty, the tranquility of servitude better than the animated contest of freedom. Go home from us in peace. We ask not your counsel nor your arms. Crouch down and lick the hands which feed you. May your chains be set lightly upon you, and may posterity forget that you were ever our countrymen. Samuel Adams. Bleed stop. Clinically proven to stop bleeding in seconds. From minor cuts to large bleeding wounds, tear open the package and pour directly into the wound, apply direct pressure, and bleeding stops in seconds. It works for people on blood thinners, doesn't sting, is hypoallergenic, and is sterile. Bleed stop. Safe in the wound. Find Bleed Stop on the KHNC website. Simply click on the Bleed Stop button at the top of the page. Naturally Inspired Health Summit, real solutions for healthy living. June 24th at The Ranch by the Budweiser Event Center in Loveland, Colorado. Come and meet your community in health. Shauna Eckhart from Rocky Mountain Botanicals. Roxanne Eli from Above and Beyond Meals. Marisol Yanez from Amity Creations. Marianne Niehaus from Patriots Serving Patriots. Get your tickets today at naturallyinspiredhealthsummit.com. 
Hey folks, as a CBD user, I can attest to its effectiveness. And now my kind CBD products are available at the station. You'll see tinctures, salves, lotions, creams, coffee, cocoa, tea, and much more. You'll even find CBD retinol cream. KHNC also carries my kind pet products, including shampoo and tincture, allowing your best friend to enjoy the same benefits of CBD that you do. The best prices, the best quality, and all THC free. My kind CBD, CBD as nature intended. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. Welcome back to the third hour of today's Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church program. This is uh, your host. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. I uh, would ask you, if you're just tuning in, uh, the podcasts for the programs of previous two hours are on 1360khnc.com. And I have been talking about many things. And I, in the last hour, I finished off with talking about the dynamic young brother of all the seven churches, Laodicea, or the Evangelical Churches of the United States of America. We are the youngest church. We are barely 300 years old. 200, maybe. I have to think about it. But uh, we could not, as a, as a church, we would not have been able to exist in the Europe, Europe, Western Europe, Central Europe, Eastern Europe. We would not have been allowed to exist. The other churches, because of the history, thousands of years of history, we would have been uh, stillborn. I guess it would be the way to put it. We would not have been able to exist. In the plan of God, we were a church destined to be born and to brought into existence in a new land. The new land, the United States of America. Though the Catholics and the other churches, the, the uh, old established churches, with their traditions, with their superstitions, would also come to America. We were unique. We are unique. We will always be unique. We are dynamic. We are full of life. We are, uh, we are diverse. We are very effective. We are um, apostate. We have the most... We've been offered the most, been given the most, and we have squandered the most. We have been unfaithful. And we haven't been, what we've been called to do, we will do. We are going to be witnesses 
as Christ was a true witness, we are going to be witnesses. And we have proclaimed, we have been effective internationally, nationally, internationally, and we will be very hated along with the other seven churches, the other six churches. All the churches are going to suffer persecution, especially in the days to come. I was reading out of Revelation chapter 3 to the churches in Laodicea. You'll have to go back to a podcast uh, at the end of last hour. And I began to present to you the church of Laodicea. We have our genesis in the United States of America. We as a church, we have four legs to our church, you might say, to our assemblies, to who we are. We're fundamental Christians, like the Baptists, many of the moral majority, very, very... um, Our direction has been in Bible truth. That's fundamental Christianity. The teachings of Christ, fundamental. We are Pentecostal. The giftings, which are very needed, very needed. We are also charismatic. The charismatic churches. We have a flavor of dynamics as far as personality which is important. The fundamental churches, maybe not so much flair, very stoic, maybe. The Pentecostal churches, very strong in the direction toward giftings. Charismatics, a little more flexible in both worlds, a little more steeped in doctrine, teachings, to a degree, not like the fundamental. And also in giftings, there's a blend. I think you could say John Wimber to some degree was more charismatic. There was some some doctrinal foundation, much more so than many of the other Pentecostal churches. But as far as uh, charismatic churches, maybe so. He was a little more little little more lean toward sound doctrine. Practice, he may have failed a little bit in the area of practice. Just That's just the way it is by studying John Wimber. I, at one time, was affiliated with and a member of, you could say not a member as mem- far as membership, and work with the Vineyard Ministries. And I never was a member. That is very familiar with it. Pastors, previous pastors, uh, friends of mine or not, my pastors, eventually many of the couple of them became vineyard teachers, pastors in Denver. Then you have Messianic churches. Messianic churches came into existence basically during the Jesus movement. Uh, believers that love Israel, that love the Jewish people, the teachings and the <clears throat> traditions that Christ presents through the feasts, 
And it's through the evangelical churches that really in this nation, we evangelicals are the, are the only church of the seven to stand with Israel, to uh, expect this government to assist Israel in her existence, to fund her militarily, financially, support her at the UN, diplomatically, as it wouldn't be the Catholics, wouldn't be the Lutherans, the Greek churches, any of the other churches. It is the evangelical Christianity. We're unique in that sense. This is what makes us favored. Now, God doesn't pick favorites. No, listen. He has, as God, He has reasons to favor and bless some of his children over others. And like with the churches in Smyrna, the suffering churches, there is a great power of the Holy Spirit upon those churches, even to some degree much more powerful than that upon the Catholic churches, or even the Greek, or even the Lutherans, or the others. So no, I could debate you on that, and I I would uh, give you some good examples why, in a sense, God does have ways in which He just makes it known that there are certain things that He's pleased with, some things He are as maybe more displeased with. To the other churches I've mentioned. To he who overcomes, I went through all six churches. I didn't come to the seventh church, Laodicea. I'm going to just forget about the heart of the the, the verses to Laodicea. I'm going to go to the end to, to make a point. Okay, to the churches in the other six churches. One gets a new name written on a white stone. Others, they become pillars in the temple of my God. But to the seventh church, this is very important for me to take my time. I'm going to take time to try to make it as clear as I can. We Laodicean churches, Evangelical Churches of America, what is coming to us, the hardships that are coming, and to all the other churches in America, the other seven, six churches, But the evangelical churches, we have a unique duty. Now, I'll lay it out this way. John and James, the disciples of Christ, the mother, came to Christ and said, Lord, I would, I'm going to ask, make a request, Lord, and would you Place my sons in your glory, one on your left hand, one on your right hand. And Christ said, you don't know what you're asking. 
He says, you don't understand the ways of God just yet. I mean, you're, you love your boys, and you're a mother, and you definitely want to see them in positions of honor. I understand that. But you don't understand one thing. That's up to my Father. My Father in Heaven. That is His responsibility to decide who is going to be placed where. So, basically He was saying, Christ, it wasn't basically, Christ was saying, that decision is not in my hand. Well, the other disciples, they got offended. Who is this to, I mean, well, it's just human nature. So with that, now, let's go to what it says here about Laodicea. Revelation chapter 3, verse 21. Something unique to the Laodicean children, to the Laodicean churches, to the dynamic, this dynamic group of believers. Something unique. I don't know how to explain. I don't have the words to explain how dynamic and how favored we are because we've been given something unique just like Joseph Joseph he goes through a hardship but he ends up in Egypt he ends up keeping the people of the world at that time alive because of the coming famine and through Joseph, the other 11 children and their wives and their children and Jacob, they're, they're kept alive during that seven years of famine. We, and, and Joseph was given a coat of 12 colors. And the other brothers this is the way God does things. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. I'm the potter. You're the clay. I make vessels for honor. I make other vessels to destroy. And in the household of God, does God have favorites? Let's look at John the Apostle who laid his head on Christ's breast. The other apostles realized the tenderness of this boy toward Messiah and the tenderness of Messiah toward this boy. And in the household of God, there is this relationship that we all have with Christ personally. And our relationship, there are various degrees in our relationship with the Lord. He loves all of us and He's given all of us everything. But personally, those that draw near to the Lord are favored. Let's face it. Those that have a more tender heart to the Lord, God is much more gracious and much more tender to them. And then you have those who, uh, I'm not whole cold, I'm not hot, I'm just apostate. Do you think they have the favor of the Holy Spirit upon them, like those that are overcomers? It's evident, it's clear right there in the Scriptures. 
now to the church, to the churches and evangelical churches in America. This is what the Holy Spirit has ordained for us. Check Revelation 3, verse 21. To he who overcomes, to he who is triumphant, to those that are victorious, to those that are faithful, I will grant to sit with me, I will grant, I Grant to sit with me in my throne. John and James, they didn't know whether they were going to sit. But to this seventh son, to this dynamic son, to those that overcome, to this marvelous church, Laodicea, I will grant to sit with me. With me in my throne, even all as I also overcame, and am set down with my Father in his throne. So, for those in Laodicea that overcome, this is your future. He's going to grant and allow us to sit with him. In his throne. But, like I stated in the last hour, the church of Laodicea, we've been positioned practically as far as geologically, geographically. We have been positioned in a uh, location that uh, to me is disturbing. To the angel of the church of Laodicea, to the church, the seventh church, positioned in the great land, the great empire of the United States of America, at the end of Satan's rule, at the time where the great kingdom of Satan will be fully mature, to the Laodiceans who have been ordained to live in the land of the coming Antichrist, in the land of the great apostasy that will take place at the end of the world which Christ is going to deal with. Those that sit in the land of the plumed serpent, a land given to the devil so that he can build his kingdom, an empire like no nation has ever no nation has ever existed like this empire and there will be a young dynamic group of believers called evangelical christians that will live in that land and they will have their orders given to them in the land of the coming antichrist 
The Lord wants the evangelical Christians of this nation to know the truth. When the pastors of the land have not been faithful to tell God's children in the evangelical churches the truth, God is faithful. God will still let His people know. All of the evangelical believers, <coughs> Pentecostal, excuse me, Messianic, Charismatic, Fundamental Churches, we are in a land like no other land, and we are we are we have a uh, God has ordained us to do something others aren't going to do. We are to speak out, testify, and eventually this kingdom is eternal kingdom that cannot be shaken. We are going to have conflict with the kingdom of darkness. The conflict has already begun. It's going to increase. It's going to be made more evident. The conflict has begun. <laughs> begun. The threat to the kingdom of darkness is not Israel. That's not the threat to the kingdom of darkness. The threat is not people that vote. The threat is not the constitution of this country. It's an obstacle. There's only one threat to the kingdom of darkness. Israel, natural Israel, they're not even born again. This is why Satan would like to take out the elect of God. This is why the coming wars of Israel are going to take place. But the threat, the only threat, the most, the biggest threat to the kingdom of darkness are the born-again churches of God. All seven of them. But especially the evangelical churches of America. Why? Because, you see, Satan knows God's eternal plan. Satan knows the threat is the evangelical churches because we understand the giftings that have been given to us. We understand more clearly calling. We understand uh, the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Catholics don't pre preach the gospel. The Lutherans don't preach the gospel. The Greek churches, they're not gospel preachers. We are. And we know the power of preaching. That makes us a threat. Then also, we, especially those in the evangelical churches, or in the Pentecostal churches, that have learned the power of the Holy Spirit, this really becomes a threat. Because through the power of the Holy Spirit, people that are Christian people that are bound in bondage, that have spirits that need to be cast out, 
We have the authority through the name of Jesus Christ or Yeshua or Jesus or Sheshu to cast out those spirits, to bind them. Christians don't believe that Christians can be possessed of spirits. Well, one of the well-known uh, Pentecostal uh, deliverance ministries, Derek Prince. You go to him, you listen to Derek Prince, and he ministers to believers who have afflictions because of spirits. Don't say that Christians cannot have demons. Can they be totally, fully demon-possessed? Yes. If they open doors, if they allow spirits to come in, alcoholism, it's not a condition of alcohol physically, just physical. It's a spirit. It is a spirit, a controlling spirit of alcoholism. And many who have been Many Christians who have been alcoholics have been prayed over and that spirit has been rebuked and they've been set free. We're going to the bottom of the break, bottom of the hour, to a new break, last break. Podcasts are on 1360khnc.com and every Sunday, 9 to noon, I uh, also my contact information is Olive Tree Ministry PO Box 872 Longmont Colorado 80502 I'll be back to finish out one more segment and uh, we'll be right back What can the right financial advisor help you plan for your kids awkward teenage phase and they need braces saving up for your kids college education your daughter is planning for the wedding of her dreams taking the grandkids to a disney world cruise the wife needs to fly first class to europe you want a boys only trip to vegas to get away from things being able to retire and live the lifestyle of your desire with the right advisor and the right plan all of these things are possible I'm Joey Jaquin, and I want to be your financial advisor and help you and your loved ones live the life of your dreams. Let's not beat around the bush. This is going to require a lot of hard work, but I can personally guarantee that nobody will outwork me when it comes to being there for my clients. Too many advisors cut corners and take shortcuts to sell you. As you know, my parents raised me to be better than that. Reach me at my cell, 602-909-9048. Again, 602-909-9048. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. When Jesus walked. Oh, when he walked. When Jesus Okay, we're going to continue and finish out today's program. Every Sunday, 9 to noon, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. And the uh, I always, I generally 
I've just made a decision to be sure to at least as many times as possible mention that the podcasts are on 1360khnc.com and the contact information uh, is P.O. Box Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado. 80502. Christ made it evident, made it clear when he came that he came to set captives free. All through the scripture, especially in our time, it is clear through the prophets, through the apostles, through Christ himself, the prophets of Israel, that our time in which we live right now would be a very difficult time. This would be a time where, in America, because of the great apostasy, the pastors of the land uh, wouldn't be honest and direct with God's children. This is the case. In this country, for the last 50 years, the men in the pulpit, in the evangelical churches, specifically, Pentecostal, Charismatic, Fundamental, Messianics, have pretty much held the same thought that America is not in the Bible. That America is present-day Iraq in the uh, ocean of sand, they didn't want to. There have been so many ministries that have tried to present to the churches in America that America is in the Bible. Jeremiah 50, 50, 50 and 51, Isaiah 47, Revelation 18, Revelation 17, Revelation 13. These are all chapters that talk about an empire at the end of the world from where Antichrist would come, what we know as Antichrist, the Jewish people, the abomination of desolation, the man of sin, the son of perdition, many many titles, many names to try to uh, explain who this individual is, the Babylonian king, the Assyrian, many titles, many names. God wanted us to be clear that though there are many different names or titles, still one individual. And where would this individual come? Or where would he, his empire be? Many believe it would, be in, it would be in Rome. Some think it would be in Israel. Others, King Charles out of England. But no, this coming king would be the king of an empire, not of a concept, but as a, of an empire that would be militarily very, very powerful, economically powerful uh, nation that would be actually in space, in the outer, in, in outside of the atmosphere, a nation that would be so advanced in technology. Best example is Revelation chapter 13 talking about AI, 
talking about all of the technology that exists today that will be used to end the need for currency and be able to control people through a mark or a number and then also to be able to present to the realm of Antichrist an image, a hologram, a a technology that will make it appear that whenever this individual would want to speak, he could, you can use the media, you can use television, internet, whatever. Now they have the technology where you can even use some of the microwave weapons to put and tie your brain in audibly to a, I mean, you can actually transmit a program and the person doesn't need anything to hear it. It just goes into his, into his mind, into his brain, into his, I don't know how this works, but he can hear it audibly. Now, what if they could do this visually, too, where you don't need a screen, you don't need a computer, where you can just have like a hallucination in your brain and Antichrist can talk to you directly? I don't know. These things we would think would be impossible, but if people can transmit audibly something that you can hear, why can't they do it uh, visually so maybe you don't see it through your physical eyes, but you see like a dream or something visual in your mind? There has to be a nation like this. The nation does exist. It's the United States. We Laodiceans, we Evangelical Christians, I'm going to finish out with what the angel of the Lord, what Christ presented to John in Revelation chapter 3 concerning the church in Laodicea. I'll finish these verses because we're almost to the end of the hour, the end of the third segment, the session, or the third hour, actually. I know your works, you're not cold, you're not hot. My desire is that you would be cold or hot. That is what I've ordained you to be cold or hot, but I didn't want you to be lukewarm. Because you're lukewarm, you are exactly what I don't want you to be, my people. Lukewarm. Lukewarm apostate. Just put the word apostate. Do you have no genuine feelings toward the Lord emotionally? You don't have a fervent love for Him? You don't have a desire to be involved with the things that are important for His kingdom? You have no compassion. Basically, you might be dead to the world around you. People are, you're selfish. People are just, you know, you prefer they, you keep your distance, live, uh, out in the country. You're lukewarm. You're not cold. You're not hot. I know everybody hears these. I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. 
What it means is the Lord is basically going to destroy you. He is going to allow the kingdom of darkness to persecute you, destroy you, and uh, it's more severe than you can think. We have been ordained to wonderful things during our lifetime. But if he spews us out of our mouth, his mouth, those are things that we would been or those things that we've been ordained to do, we will never do them. We will never enjoy the fruits of doing great things for Christ. We will never enjoy our full uh plan that God had for us. We always ask, many ask, what is God's plan for my life? <clears throat> what is it that God called me to do? Well, if you're lukewarm, if you're apostate, you're never going to find out. Because you're lukewarm, I'm going to, I'm going to eliminate you from my plan. You won't participate in my plan. You'll have a plan You'll participate in a lesser, uh, a lesser something less important. I'm not going to use you. I can't use you. And why? Verse 17, because you say I am rich. This can mean rich as far as possessions, which you'll talk about in a second. But you think you know it all. I am rich. I know it all. I, I'm, I'm on top of it. I'm increased with goods. What do I need? I have everything for creature comforts that a man could want, a person could want. I'm increased with goods. I have need of nothing. I personally, I. What is it you need? I don't. I can't think of anything that I need. I don't have any needs. You say you're rich, you're increased with goods, I have need of nothing. But you don't realize how wretched you are. You don't realize how wretched. You're a mess. You're a disaster. You are, you have uh, issues. You don't realize the issues that you have psychologically. You're wretched. You're, you're you're needy and you don't know it. You think you're you think you're you're miserable. You're just unhappy. You're miserable. Nothing satisfies you. You're wretched. You're miserable. You're poor. It doesn't mean and you can be poor financially, but here he means you are poor. You have nothing. Nothing subjective. You have nothing to offer. You have no riches. With God's children in Christ, you should be full of riches, the riches of Christ. You should be full of, 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 of blessings for people. You're spiritually poor. You don't have anything. 
You are carrying an empty bag. You're blind. You don't see anything. You think you see, but you don't see. I can't tell you, as I watch, you know, television, not much television, but as I research the internet, I cannot believe how blind, spiritually, the pastors of this land are. And the, and the people of the land, the Christian people, it's a combination. You know, the Lord said, if the blind lead the blind, if the pastors are blind, what happens to the <clears throat> people in the assemblies? They share the same blindness as a pastor. If the blind lead the blind, and this is what the Lord told the disciples, if the blind lead the blind, both will fall into the ditch. Well, it's not like a ditch, like a something that you can jump over. No. The ditch that he's talking about was the system, the sewer system, that exited the cities. So if the blind lead the blind, you're going to fall into that ditch, the, the sewer system. There's another way they phrase it. If the blind lead the blind, you'll fall into the fecal canal. It wasn't a ditch. It was much more severe than that. Into disease, filth, bacteria. The Christians believe that they see. They believe that they are spiritually they have their spiritual eyesight. But the Lord says here to the churches in America, you're wretched, miserable, poor, you're blind, and you're naked. You spiritually are just naked. You think you're covered, you think you're clothed, but you're exposed at all times. People see that you have nothing spiritually, nothing to offer. You're exposed. Verse 17. I'm sorry. Verse 18. So the Lord says, so the Spirit says, I counsel you, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. This is one of the, the great prayers that I have had in my lifetime. That uh, praying that the Lord counsel me in everything. If the Lord, the Lord's counsel, that shall stand. I counsel you, and this is what the Lord is saying to the evangelical Christians. Listen to my counsel. Listen to what I have to say. I counsel you to buy of me gold tried in the fire. Meaning, it's going to take, you're going to pay a price. Gold is a type of divine divinity. You buy gold when you spend time with Christ. But it's a little more deep, it's a little, uh, a little deeper than what I'm presenting to you. I counsel you to buy of me gold tried in the fire. 
So what the Lord is saying is, there is fire coming. He didn't use that word in a light way. When the hardship comes, use that hardship to buy experience the divine nature of Christ. Hardships are going to come to all of us. You're not going to avoid what's coming. But when it comes, when the hardship comes, don't faint. Look to the Lord. Lean on Him. Don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. Buy of me gold tried in the fire. There is a great persecution coming to the evangelical churches and all sick, all seven churches in America. A fire, a persecution is coming to all the Christians in the, in the United States. And as you look to the Lord, lean on the Lord, uh, pray, seek Him. I don't know how to phrase it. I feel like I'm being too religious. As you just really are desperate to seek the Lord, to ask the Lord, to pray for His help. He will help you. And with that, that you may be rich. Rich. Christians that really have a relationship and are in the place where God wants them to be, they truly are rich. They are happy. They are content. They sleep well. They know that during their days, they're profitable, that they're making a difference in the world in which God has placed them. This is rich, that you may be rich, that you may be, there was a brother that was one of my pastors. He made a comment one time, I never forgot it. He said, people who are bored are boring. If you're bored, you're boring. If you're bored, you have no riches. You have no nothing to share. If you're bored, if you don't have anything spiritually, you're not you're just going to be bored. And I remember even as pastors being involved in ministry you can you can get a little burned out you have to be careful and because this is what the enemy would like you to believe well you know you peaked out with the lord there's not much more left <clears throat> you <clears throat> all that uh, all the deep things that god is going to show you have come to pass and there's nothing new. There's no more new revelation from the Holy Spirit. And there's your the plan for your life is, you know, it's not as dynamic and exciting as you think. No. That's a lie. No, no. There's always more revelation, more wisdom, insight. Always something additional with the Lord. That you will be rich. White raiment. 
that you may be clothed. This way you're keeping yourself poor. You're you're keeping yourself pure. White raiment. That you may be clothed. That the shame of your nakedness does not appear. It's really tragic that um, I, I... To be honest, I've seen people through my lifetime that are Christians and they haven't changed in 20 years. There's no new excitement, dynamic. There's no new experience they've had with the Lord. They're just living life. And I can tell that, yes, there's been a little bit of spiritual growth, but I can tell that they're not really happy. They don't really know what God's will for their lives, what, what, what the real purpose for their life has been. Well, I'm going to tell you, in the time to come, we're going to have the greatest purpose. I need another three hours to just begin on the great purpose that God has for us. We're, we're in the land where I, I don't like to even talk about it, but if we are truly in the land of this coming son of perdition, then we're really going to need God's help like never before. And we're not here just to exist. We're here to speak out, but not speak out against the political corruption, any of these things. No, no. It's much deeper than that. With the giftings that God has given us, We are going to be able to, I mean it, just like in the days where Moses had to go before Pharaoh and bring plagues upon Egypt. This is what the true believers that understand the plan of God for the time. During the days that we prophesy, and it means that we speak, We will speak on God's behalf and proclaim judgments upon this society as God directs us. In Revelation chapter 11, two witnesses. These two witnesses are two corporate peoples born again. Hebrew and Gentile. And God is going to give us a time to begin to prophesy and you know we have these weather warfare weapons where we can alter currents and bring drought or heavy rains no no these people are doing this via technology in the kingdom of darkness we will do it same thing but through the power of God You continue to listen. And if the Lord wills, as He wills, as He directs, I will continue to explain some of these mysteries 
like the children of the devil, they have a right to build a kingdom of darkness. We have a right to continue to move the kingdom of heaven forward. So, that's it for this week. God bless you. God bless you in a mighty way. All of God's riches, goodness, grace, all of His help to you this week. May God bless you. I will be back next week. We'll continue. Rick Rodriguez, host of the present, the present truth, host of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and I would like to encourage everyone to make sure they are prepared financially as the Federal Reserve continues to destroy the value of the dollar. Since the closing of the gold window in 1971, the Federal Reserve has led the way in the explosion of debt and the devaluing of your money. They openly say that they need 2% inflation, which simply means they hope to devalue your money, and they want to do this every single year, year after year. I know it's hard to understand, but the Federal Reserve believes in prosperity through debt and growth via the devaluation of your future. To learn more about how to protect yourself, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800-951-0592 and protect yourself against the devaluing of your money. At Life Choices, we are helping women and men choose life and create stable futures for their children. You can help avoid the loss of another life by going to lifechoices.org or call 303-651-2050, extension 116, and donate. Make a difference and be a part of God's work by creating a better future for kids and families. lifechoices.org or 303-651-2050. Extension 116. What type of financial advisor are you looking for? A lot of advisors work for some great companies that offer good products, but are they taking a close look at what truly matters to you? Most advisors are unfortunately one-trick ponies and come at you with the same strategy no matter what situation you are in. Most of the time, your advisor isn't even reaching out to you to review things and has no desire to actually build a relationship with you. You want to work with someone who's going to hustle their butt off and compete for you and make sure that you are maximizing your hard-earned dollars. I will work day and night for all of my clients and do everything in my power to deliver the best service possible. Reach out to me, Joey Jaquin, Joe Jaquin son, someone who is going to compete for your business and truly aligns with your conservative values. You can reach me at my personal cell, 602-909-9048. Again, 602-909-9048. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. This Father's Day weekend,